So good afternoon, everyone. Uh, uh, welcome back. And I think this is uh, one of the most uh, awaited interviews that at least I have been wanting to have a chat for a very, very long time. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, I think we are at uh, the International Women's Day 2021. Uh, and we have uh, Radhika with us, who uh, probably does not need a formal introduction, but I'm going to try and attempt uh, 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 sharing with all of you uh, about her, which I think uh, uh, is really differentiated, sets her apart uh, to be someone uh, very, very relevant and uh, talking about this topic, especially. So um, obviously, she is the CEO for Edelweiss uh, uh, Asset Management's uh, uh, India business. And what I feel is that she's also uh, beyond that, she's resetting the template for a modern day CEO. I think a CEO for uh, the digital world, uh, for also uh, a new, I would say, an avatar in the asset management business. Uh, what I describe as one of my favorite books, Small is Beautiful. Uh, I think for an industry that has been obsessed with scale and AUM, uh, she's obviously trying to uh, uh, set the new template. Uh, and charting out a growth path that is uh, different from what has been, uh, you know, usually followed. Uh, also, I think uh, when I was, I'm a big fan of Venn diagrams. So when I was looking at uh, uh, Radhika, I think she she's an exemplary human being from multiple perspectives for us to be having this discussion. One is, of course, that uh, she's a successful woman. She's a successful lady. Um, two. She's somebody who's in financial services. So that's the two rings uh, interjecting. And also that I think she's been an entrepreneur. And why I feel that is very, very important. Uh, you know, like uh, in golden days, people would send people on training. Uh, I think the mantra for new age is that, you know, leaders have to have, have an entrepreneurial stint. Now, whether it is inside the firm, outside the firm, again, I have different opinions and that is for another day. But fact of the matter is that I think it is it is very much required for the new age CEO. And there are many more Venn diagrams which make her unique and uh, uh, special. Um, uh, she was she was born with a little bit of a deformity, but I think she's one person I know who's not let her come in the way and used it to her advantage rather. Uh, very, very successfully. Um, and I know while it may sound simple, but I'm sure she would have had to overcome lots and we will probably chat about that. The other very unique thing that I feel is, is a very essential uh, metric for success is I think travel. Uh, and I, I would definitely like to draw her thoughts on that. And she's very, very well traveled uh, globally. And I think that to my mind also sets her apart in terms of her ability to look at things and uh, doing it differently, what she does. So uh, a very long intro, but I still think don't think it does justice But uh, to introducing somebody like Radhika. But welcome, Radhika, and thank you so very much for uh, sparing the time to have a chat with us uh, today. No, thanks. Thanks, Samatha. I'm actually really excited, and I have to compliment you on your intro. Uh, I always get very scared of these intros because what people end up doing is they read the bio of me that's on the website and I feel like they read 
resume of someone very scary. Uh, so you made it a lot more human and uh, that's very nice. So thank so you. I, yeah, I think that is something that people any which will have the option of going and reading up. Yeah. Uh, but I thought uh, the idea is to bring the real you out. And the, the intent of this chat is that they could, you know, relate with what we are discussing and take back stuff that is, uh, 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 you know, uh, day to day can help them do better. So can I start by maybe asking you about the fact that whatever setbacks and disadvantages that you've had starting out, obviously I'm sure they were physical, mental. Uh, how did you approach them? I'm sure in the beginning you always feel like, oh, this is a race and I am maybe starting a little back from everybody else. How did you approach, approach that? challenge because most of us find ourselves in our own races disadvantaged in a certain way. I think that's a really interesting question and incidentally the theme of International Women's Day this year is also choose to challenge. So you kind of brought up sort of the point on challenge. I don't think there's any individual in the world who doesn't have challenges. Man, woman, whatever, whatever, you know, rich, poor, you know, everybody has their set of challenges. Um, and quite frankly, I think we live in a world that expects us to be perfect, right? You know, I remember going to college and being trained that if an interviewer asks you this question, what is your weakness? First thing you say is something like dark chocolate or something like, you know, really funny because of course nobody admits any weakness, right? Yeah. And then you come up with a second weakness that is like, you know, I work too hard. It's like a strength that's masquerading as a weakness. So that's, that's how we've been trained to be brought up. And I mean, well, I was the same, right? Um, but I think, um, and you know, the last two, three years have been really transformative. I give credit to a mentor, Captain Raghu Raman for this. But I mean, he talked about the fact that all of us have challenges. And you know, when you accept those challenges and accept them not just privately, but publicly and share them with the world, you actually become a real human person because no one really cares about Radhika, the CEO, right? There are hundreds and thousands of CEOs all over the world. And ultimately, it's a label, right? It's a designation. It doesn't matter. It's a role I play. Uh, you know, but I have a neck issue. Someone else has a head issue. Someone else has a cheek issue. Someone else has a fake, you know, you know, com uh, issue complex about the family background they came yeah. from. All of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you accept those issues and choose to say, okay, here, yeah, I have weaknesses. This is what they are, but you know what? All of us do, and I'm still awesome besides that, you know, define, uh, you know, beyond. Um, I think then the world sees you as you see yourself. I really believe the world is a mirror. They see you as you see yourself. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So tell me that, uh, how did you come into the world of finance from a professional standpoint? How did you choose this to be your calling? Was it by accident or, you know, some people say when I was small, I wanted to become this and so on and so forth. But uh, how did it happen to you? Okay, so I am not one of those kids. As a, I'll give you a straight answer to this question. I often get asked, uh, did you imagine you'd be here, right? Or was like, I'm going to do a Miss India like thing. Oh, no, I never imagined I would be here. So there's, there's truth and not truth. Uh, I am born into a family where largely the women have been teachers and my uh, other side of the family has been in government. I'm probably the first one working a corporate job. So forget finance. I think for me to study abroad and do like the corporate thing was a big deal. For years and years, my father thought it was a big disappointment that I didn't do UPSC. Like, I mean, 
please forgiven me about four years ago for that. So no, I didn't expect that I would do finance. However, back to the Miss India question, I was always very ambitious as a kid. Um, and so I don't want to go out and say, oh, I never thought I'd be here. I was a hardworking kid. I was an ambitious kid. Um, and I'm saying this on the show because I just think little girls in India are not taught to have ambition or even big girls or celebrate ambition. So I wanted to be the best even at a school project. Um, but was it finance? No. Um, I was like many students, good at math, economics, etc. I also like literature. And I kind of wandered my way into Wharton and then ended up in finance and happened to like it. Uh, like many people's managers, my career is an arranged marriage that seems to be working out quite okay. No, I think uh, this led me to another perspective question that I had for you and I thought, uh, and you mentioned about it. Maybe it is thousands of years of conditioning, right? There are certain things that are almost uh, expected, right? It's a habit that, you know, this will be done by the lady of the house, right? And uh, uh, this will be done by the man of the house. Obviously, I would think last 20, 30 years, a lot has changed. Uh, one can argue about the pace of that change and can it be faster and so on and so forth. But uh, what are your thoughts about that whole change per se, right? We just had a all women's Air India crew flying over the Atlantic and so on and so forth. So there is physically actually nothing that it has been proven now that a, a lady or a woman cannot achieve. Uh, but how do you see this uh, uh, whole play, thing playing out, the whole gender equality issue? So we have made progress, but obviously there's miles to go. You know, the, the, the ideal scenario is 50-50. I think, you know, there are women in every field, especially young women sort of shattering myths now, whether it's the Air India crew or whether it's so many of our athletes or actually even just beyond India, so many of the women leading nations so beautifully through this pandemic. Uh, I think there are, in fact, I think that's the most beautiful memory of COVID is the, the power of women leadership. Um, so I think there are in individual pockets, tremendous excellence. And there's so many, you know, inspirational stories out there. Um, but uh, they are pockets and it's not enough. Um, you know, I, I look at my own industry and I talk to friends who are CEOs in many different industries and it's one or two girls out there. I think that number needs to shift and become systemic. Um, the thing that I think has changed from my mother's generation, however, and my grandmother's generation is women are becoming less apologetic about being ambitious. Uh, younger girls are wanting to do more with their careers. Um, and the typical myth that still propagates my office in many offices, you know, when a woman has a kid, people think, you know, she's never going to come back. I can tell you, I have many women in the mid thirties and they're awesome. Um, all of them come back. So all of them are taking their careers and, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, judging anyone who doesn't, but all of them are coming back. They want to get better. They want to build their personal brand. They want to do really well at work. So I think that shift is at least happening. Absolutely. I, I mean, just a small anecdote from our side. Uh, uh, I, by a matter of chance, interviewed, we were looking for somebody as a head of finance. We are a very small team, a startup, and we needed somebody who could wear many hats. And this lady who is a child accountant used to work with, you know, a, a very large international bank had taken a sabbatical and she wanted to join back. 
and as a matter of conversation it worked out that you know that we, she had a very small kid was not sure she wants to come back fully or not so we did a half day arrangement with her and i have said this to many 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 people she is the most productive uh, colleague that we have she is in the office at 9 and i'm sure she'll be watching this interview later she is a lady on mission because she knows she has to leave by 1 she gets more accomplished in those 4 hours that all of us put together do so i think uh, hats off to that so it is not so much about uh, you know and especially i think also what has changed today's format allows you to practice all this right you know you don't have to do this and with covid now this office business is also kind of you know that are going to be the biggest beneficiaries yeah. of this covid and work from home world i think the whole concept of caregiving and maternity etc and being at home i mean i have had girls who have delivered babies and 6 7 days later they're plugging into the office right because you know you're not yeah the kid all the time you're doing things right Absolutely. and work from home just makes those boundaries obsolete i think even friends who own family businesses who were very anti work from home ke kaise employee work from home karega you know their minds have opened up to that so i i think it's a phenomenal opportunity to leverage the talent of women like you did and not just in metropolitan and urban india but also in tier 2 and tier 3 cities Absolutely. i mean Absolutely. hire a graphic designer out of some tier 3 city yeah. because she yeah. yeah. absolutely so radhika let me draw your thoughts on there's been lot of talk about this uh, you know gender equality and stuff like that and let me draw you to something that both of us uh, uh, in terms of our businesses and believe in how important is financial independence to women's independence i mean as a part of that overall concept of women's independence how important is financial independence oh it's it's yeah i i don't think any kind of independence is complete without financial independence i think um if you want the freedom to make your what is independence independence is the freedom to make your own choices and i think a lot of choices end up being monetary and i always tell women this and it doesn't matter whether you're earning whether you're a student or whether you're working earning a big income a small income money is not a job you should outsource and i think there are many reasons amant not to outsource it one is that it's not that hard i mean as as you said women can do a ton of things right we can manage countries we can manage homes we can bring up kids we can do jobs smriti irani said this i mean if you can do all this you think you can't manage money right yeah. a bunch of it's like and i think courtesy you guys and so many resources out there it's not that difficult in any case so one is not that difficult second is that life is really uncertain and you know i i hear terrible stories of what happens after tough divorces or husbands but life is just uncertain i mean i hate to sound morbid but life is uncertain yeah. and you have control of finances um and the third is that you know when you get into this and i'll give you my own example i mean i made a lot of stupid money mistakes but the one thing that i did do is i started saving only and i started investing only and as i said i made a lot of stupid mistakes but i was 24 when i wanted to start my entrepreneurial journey and move back to india and it required quite a bit of capital i could make that decision because i had the capital and i didn't need to ask my father or father in law and x and y and z ki main ye karu ya na karu so i think it gives you sort of a plug to pursue your dreams if you're financially confident 
and just a, a small snippet question ad, ad, uh, you know added to that do you also feel that when women become financially independent or start earning uh, they are able to take better decisions and they are looked at differently by people around in the ecosystem i think so and i think they take better decisions for the family because ultimately and studies have shown this um women don't take decisions just for themselves they take consumption decisions they take investment decisions and they take bold decisions for the family and i think in the context of a family unit when decisions are made together those decisions are a lot more wholesome so i think that's the contribution i think when you make a woman financially independent you actually help the family a lot there are lots of cases and i'm sure you've heard a fair share of them in covid where the primary breadwinner of the house has lost a job or is going through a financial crisis and the woman of the house is also financially involved and financially inclined you can come together as real partners and make better decisions for your uh, radhika we are losing your audio it just suddenly hello where did you cut my audio i we can't hear you though it is not on mute but uh, it's now. now it's back now it's back yeah now it's back i repeat that maybe the last 5 10 seconds sorry uh, for this i think uh, covid has also shown you that times are uncertain uh, there are so many stories of people who've lost jobs gone through financial troubles and i think when the woman of the house is financially literate financially involved you really come together as partners to make better financial decisions for the family right. um ultimately when you have a woman who's financially savvy she's a better partner and two minds is always better than one yeah 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 so radhika do you remember when you started working what is it maybe a small nudge from parents or a friend or anything that you read what's put you on this path you mentioned you started saving early investing early Uh, what was that thing which kind of you know nudged you or awakened you towards this path if you remember firstly i think i started earning in 2005 like 5 and 6 i was just lazy and i kept my money in a savings account in the us which is ridiculous right uh, i was just too busy and i was an international student trying to figure out life in the us and i didn't even know how to do the paperwork i mean i just didn't know any of it um my then husband and i we both worked in asset management businesses so at some point we just said listen we need to get this and our firms made it very easy um so i think i started it a few years later than i should um and i misallocated terribly which we can talk about separately but i think it was just time and a little bit of sort of me and my husband pushing ourselves in the perfect. ecosystem around us kind of pushing ourselves perfect perfect so very very interesting so uh anything that let's say uh, uh, you know there is also this new awakening that is happening now which is about retirement right so all, although uh, not early enough but i think there is earlier there was no concept of saving for retirement at least the you know our parents generation i think they were very very well covered if they were in government service both from their retirement benefits as well as healthcare and so on and so forth i think with the kind of inflation that we have seen i think two biggest inflations that we have been seeing is on healthcare and on education so there is some level of i think awareness about people to start saving or building corpuses towards both what are you seeing and how have you seen uh, this entire change manifest 
so i think retirement in today's generation becomes important for a couple of reasons that are different from my father's generation one my father was a government servant right so he he has a pension and he has pf and all that stuff that stuff doesn't exist now for a lot of us the second is our generation wants to retire earlier i mean it's very common to see people at least in my industry wanting to retire at 45 50 55 um and the demands on lifestyle that we make of ourselves it's very hard to downgrade lifestyle um so i think retirement becomes very very important in our context and i don't think retirement can be something that you rely on your children or anybody i mean the whole i guess the word of the last year was atmanirbhar and yeah. i mean ultimately re- retirement is about atmanirbhar i think the important thing with retirement is that you don't start planning for retirement once you start retiring i mean i saw this with my parents growing up even though they knew my dad had a pension like the retirement word was a very big part of our psyche and from 40 they started planning for retirement because they knew my dad had a pension you know the lifestyle demands he was ambassador of india i mean lifestyles were that way they were very keen that you know whatever happens after retirement their lifestyle should not fall and um i've actually seen that i mean uh, you know they were more conservative spending in their government service days than they are now and it's because they plan thoughtfully for retirement uh that's why uh, nice radhika i just want to also talk about another very interesting thing you talked about which is about the role of spouse right you mentioned about so uh, tell us a little bit more as to how do you as you and your partner spouse how do you approach this whole concept of uh, you know planning so to say very often one also hears that oh budget banana chahiye and you know stuff like that but sometimes you feel that you know everything is going fine we know how much money we spend and so how do you guys approach it i mean just as a uh, you know suggestion for everyone else who may be wanting to start this path i i share our thoughts on our situations but i'll also say that each couple's situation is very very different since uh, we are a double income household with no kids right now and we don't have dependent parents i think the story and planning would be very very different okay. if you did so i always say firstly that personal finance is personal and while you can always be inspired or learn something from someone's story the personal and personal finance is very very important i think before how we approach our finances i think one approaches one's marriage with a lot of sense of equality and respect and that's very very important and i think we apply that principle to our finances uh both of us are you know earning and very very privileged and we have set out an investment policy statement i actually ask a lot of couples to make that and in that we talk about a lot of things we talk about what scares us financially what doesn't scare us what mistakes we've made in the past we talk about the fact that in our case our careers are very volatile because we both work for financial services firms so we're like a levered bet on markets right if one of us was a doctor it would be kind of different and we have this in a document we talk about what fund houses we would like to invest in what fund houses make us uncomfortable what schemes so it's kind of our entire philosophy put into a couple of pages document and it really helps us because and we're conservative investors you know in times when markets are crazy 
वी डोंट गो आस्क आर सेल्स अच्छा यार मैंने ज्यादा एक्विटी क्यों नहीं किया बिकॉज वी हैव दैट डॉक्यूमेंट एंड गाइड टू द फोटो um and then we look at our portfolio once a quarter i mean we send it once a month to each other but we actually sit down and do a review together uh, once a quarter um and that works really really nicely and uh, you know so that's what we do i think the documenting of the policy has worked really nicely for us and i highly recommend all couples do it um because it just makes it uh, you know not emotional yeah no i completely agree and you know when we do uh, some of the review calls and lot of our customers are young customers first time customers and we have a very high focus around goals right to yeah. say that everything should be around goals and we tell them actually in spite of being a digital platform we tell them you know why don't you just take a plain piece of paper and make two lists uh what do you need and what do you want you know what you make a long list and try and put down what is a need and a want and then because i would want everything i want a bike i want a fancy sports exactly. car and i want a family second home a vacation home and i want a vacation and i think when the moment of truth is when you put this list against your income and you see that you know buddy this is not going to happen so i think you you nailed it i think just putting the uh, the document in front of you and you know just putting down the priority and if you do that as a as a couple then you know you're looking at things from a family perspective and the defining for a document those quarterly conversations are very easy the other thing we realized is we tend to and maybe this is my conservative and risk manager mindset at heart we tend to budget a little conservatively like i remember we had sold open capital 3 4 4 5 years ago and we were deciding to buy a house and part of that would be funded by uh, the sale of equity and part of that was home loan and you know people keep saying oh you can do this and you know incomes will grow five times and advisee software will do this etc we always budget for average outcomes and that would be something in this bull market i kind of want to emphasize for people that a lot of things go wrong in finance when your expectations are way off from reality just as home equity will grow at 10% now whatever my bonuses have grown at we budgeted 50% of that and right. i think that life is easy when we went through a correction we never felt a penny of financial stress and that was really important we never looked at our portfolio in march so i think financial freedom is also being free of worries fantastic fantastic so uh, radhika one uh, it's very apt that i ask you this and take seek your advice on this one we started our journey at squirrel in 2017 and when we looked at the numbers on the platform one year hence i still remember we had 95% male 5% female in 2017 and then we obviously started to change our communication our marketing strategy our targeting strategies and so on so forth that number has now reached 8416 right okay but i think and it is not for squirrel i think the larger question is for all of us as how do we take that number closer to 50 right how do we get that number improved so what are your thoughts on that how can we encourage more ladies more women uh, more you know uh, youngsters uh, who are very very feisty and i kind of speak to a lot of them they are very independent in their thought process they have very clear ideas of what they want to do what they don't want to do but money is a subject they often feel is you know not high on their 
priority list uh, how do we kind of get this a little nudged up in the priority order okay so i think i probably will answer this question less as a ceo of an asset management firm and maybe as a young woman i don't know if i qualify as a young woman anymore but i'll answer that as a consumer uh, yeah and my consumer take on this is uh, especially in a women's context i feel financial communication and we are trying to do some things to change this is very jargonized and it becomes very inaccessible there is too much talk with due respect to warren buffett and charlie munger and all this stuff and with due respect to all of that it doesn't appeal to my sensibility as an indian woman just trying to work and figuring out how what will money do for me um i think communication needs to become the language of communication needs to become a lot more accessible for many years finance and i have had women tell me this finance and i felt this earlier in my career finance has been portrayed as oh if you are an investment professional you're going to be sitting and talking stocks all day and you're going to be like this abnormal nerd and you know someone wrote an article oh bankers are people who go to pubs i mean really come on yeah. like half the country banks were run by women and i don't think they were hanging around at pubs but there's anything wrong with that um so it's been and you know the bloomberg terminals etc etc and you're reading valuation books that's not what this business is um and i think financial communication has to change to be a lot more accessible one is i think a lot more indian narratives have to and this is something that i've been fighting for the longest time you have to talk to indians in an indian yeah. i think bollywood learned that and has done that really well i mean small town stories and biopics sell in this country for a reason right yeah. so we started doing a podcast series our most successful podcasts are actually in hindi and they are either kabir's dohanomics or ramayan so i mean what do i tell you yeah. the second even with young people the visual language of money has to change to become a lot more interesting and appealing and what will this do for me um again one of the things that we started doing that turned wildly popular which we didn't ex- expect is topicals i mean amul has got this dead right so we started doing topicals at edelweiss mc that have become incredibly popular in fact people now call us and say you're not doing enough of them so i think you need to change the language of communication to become a lot more accessible absolutely very very well put very aptly put uh so last uh, bit uh, uh, radhika uh, thanks for sparing so much time but a uh, little more pearls from you one if you could share from uh, with all of us maybe a, a mistake that was made which which uh, you know became a big lesson uh, uh, and uh, you know could serve as a example to the viewers uh, and the last part is maybe a tip or a secret sauce that you would want to leave with let's say a young 28 something or a 30 something who's just starting her career maybe as a freelancer or just picked up a job so uh, if you could you know give these two tips to Uh, okay. I'll share one old story and one new one, and one financial and one non-financial. Sure. Uh, I'll share is financial. Um, very, I've said it again and again. Early in my career, the first investments I made were like hundred percent equity. Samantha, this was two thousand and six, and it was such a disaster. And the reason I did it is because I listened to everyone who said, you know, hundred minus your age, and I just didn't realize this whole thing about personal finance being personal. and then 2008 happened and i was working for a company whose assets half 
whose returns were all negative bonuses went dying my husband worked for goldman you know what happened to goldman stock and that's when we made this realization that listen we're just like a levered bet on nifty so we have to be very conservative i think after i turned to asset allocation after that i have never been sort of worried about finances in life i've been very comfortable um so following my own advice i think has been important and since you asked for tip it actually is kind of related to the first thing i think you know being tremendously authentic in your journey and in your career and in your money journey by the way is really important um i'll share you one interesting example from last year because there was this chat going on on social media about how especially women have this feeling that they are frauds and those imposter syndrome so uh in november uh linkedin has this thing about top voices in india so i want top voices in india which is nice and sweet and then linkedin writes to me that i have one top 10 authors in banking and finance all over the world okay i was like excuse me and they're like you're the only other indian who's one in india besides raghu ramarajan and i was like okay and i went to my husband and i said i am a fraud i said i mean i write little things that just come to my mind on linkedin and he is raghuram rajan and i am me right and i'm just a fraud and um actually didn't tell anyone about it because i was so embarrassed about it and then and i think a week after i won a fortune award for like most forty powerful women and i was ranked behind priyanka chopra and then i felt like a fraud again and i told her that she's priyanka chopra and look at me and then i think him and my mother drilled this advice into me they're like you know if you got something you've got it for a reason and they're special because of what they are and you're special because of what you are and what you bring to the table they don't bring to the table and vice versa so stop doubting yourself um and you know celebrate what you are and i think the message from the story is that it's important to have your unique voice and retain your unique voice um perfections imperfections stupidities whatever it is um and you'll get recognized for that as well perfect I, 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 thank you so much i think this has been uh, uh, really really interesting and uh, uh, you know obviously i can go on and on but i think uh, must must value your time as well uh, especially i'm sure you're very sought after on the uh, <laughs> international women's day but thank you for doing this with us um, and uh, uh, look forward to chatting up with you uh, maybe on another interesting topic uh, sometime in near future and on behalf of all squirrel users and also on behalf of everybody who's going to be tuning in to watch this uh, a big thank you for pouring your heart out and not being an imposter and you know uh, I, i'll tell you i was taking my notes while we were chatting there are a few things that stood out for me one i think you said you must publicly accept your shortcomings i think that is the path to uh, to success and overcoming any you know internal fears you have two i think you said uh, must be very ambitious don't compromise on being ambitious i think that is something very very important third which i never thought about but i think after this chat today my mind is sticking on this one i must i believe that you know post covid i think women empowerment and their space under the sun this has been a big opportunity rather and i think it will leapfrog so i also feel that if we like you suggested change our communication make it better more relatable with women we can actually 
move to that closer than 50% number. And uh, lastly, I think the tip that you talked about is, uh, is a good old fashioned chocolate under the wrapper, which is asset allocation. That whatever you may say, fact of the matter is, a good old fashioned chocolate will never disappoint you. It will always give you a good sugar high when you need it. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Radhika. Thanks for uh, spending this time and sharing this with us. Yeah, good old fashioned chocolate or the old school Hindustani thali, dal sabzi, roti, little kheer and chas thrown in. Uh, can't go wrong, right? We've been eating it for generations. No, but it was a pleasure doing this. Uh, I had lots so of. Thank you so much. Thanks, Radhika. Thanks, Amar. Have a nice day.